Hello, this is the second part to the lesson I called, Where's My Clothing? We are understanding how important it is to walk with a spiritual covering, which comes when I receive the appropriate spiritual teaching. Also, this lesson rounds up the series we have called Introduction to Spiritual Leadership. I encourage you to go over each lesson if you haven't done so, take notes, and let the Spirit of God make you recall His truths. This is a school, and as such, we listen carefully, we take notes, we study, and as a result, we learn. In this lesson, we are ready to address a crucial issue that many do not address, many dodge it, others approach it superficially or incorrectly, but we have the privilege from our Father to understand exactly what he refers to by spiritual fatherhood. Imagine yourself as someone who is being taught by another, and you treat this person as your mentor. This is a figure that we see throughout the scriptures, and it corresponds to a divine pattern. It is the way God established to let his teaching flow. So that relationship with that person who comes to teach me, to train me, who becomes my mentor, is a relationship of father and son. Those of you who have children understand me even better. We want our children to learn, to understand things we have already understood, to learn things we have already learned, and clearly we want to form them. So that's where the father-son relationship comes from. So the first function of a spiritual father is clearly teaching. The spiritual father comes to teach me what he already knows what he has passed through. Hence, I am called to follow those footsteps. What comes with teaching? Clearly, we are being formed because as I understand new concepts and new ideas, they shape me so I can understand what I was put here for. We talked in previous sessions that our goal is not to be someone I want to be. That is, aspirational leadership. My goal is to be formed and trained to develop the skills that follow the gifts I have from God. We cannot lead being trained into something different for what God determined. This training is going to give me a knowledge, a capacity, and a number of skills for me to have the appropriate training that results in being equipped to do what God called me to do. That is the path we must follow as leaders. However, many of us want to go out and lead without following the whole process that involves being taught, being trained, having learned from a father who guides me during the process so I can be equipped and subsequently be sent. It is a process, just as it happens naturally. Like when we go to school, then to college, then we find a job. 
athletes start to be prepared at a young age as they move to increasingly complex competitions, same in the military, they must follow a process. So the spiritual is no exception. People want the spiritual the short way, but in God, there are no shortcuts. And if in the natural arena, these processes must be followed, why do people have the idea that in the spiritual they must not? Why do people want shortcuts in the spiritual? Because they fall in the prisons of those vain philosophies we talked about in previous lessons to see their lives being changed overnight. But it doesn't work that way. God didn't establish that it worked that way. So we all have to follow a process. So that spiritual fatherhood represents exactly what happens in our bodies biologically. Our DNA contains genetic information about our bodies. It has information on the color of our eyes, the color of our hair, how tall we will become. And that information has been copied from our parents' DNA through cell division, something we studied in biology class. So each person has specific information in their DNAs that comes from their parents. Likewise, there is a spiritual DNA. There is a DNA that is copied from that spiritual father. It is a spiritual begetting. That father who begins to form me through teaching empowers me and equips me to be sent later to exercise my leadership. It is all about a spiritual beginning. And what is the purpose? For us to be born spiritually. Just as a baby has been begotten by a father for him to be born from his mother's womb, a spiritual birth has to come. That's the new birth referred in the scriptures. Because we come to this world in a fallen nature, detached from God. Hence, we must be born again, born from God, born from the Spirit. What are we going to possess when we are born again? Well, spiritual genes. Just as we just mentioned, those biological genes in our bodies. And what's the point? What is the goal of these spiritual genes? That I may bear the seed, God's seed. And when I carry the seed, I have the divine nature in me, which is Christ in me. And this is a very powerful truth. That is what the Father God determined for his children. And it is a part of the huge difference that spiritual leaders understanding this truth begin to make. They are not religious leaders. They are not leaders who follow tradition, who follow customs, but are the leaders that God raises in his church to carry 
his seed that is Christ. Sadly, and this is no secret, many congregations interpreted this important spiritual truth naturally. So they tell the sisters in the congregations that in order to bear the seed, they need to have intimate relations with pastors or shepherds. And well, clearly that is the result of the fallen man of a corrupted mind, a corrupted conscience, but that we as spiritual are called to heal. We are not called to point out, but rather to rescue the church, to rescue the spiritual leaders that God wants to be raised. At this point, many of you are willing to bear the seed of Christ and see a manifestation of the true spiritual leadership in their lives. So, what's next? How will God respond when this is the strong desire in my heart? God is going to uncover a spiritual authority for you. And always keep in mind that God is going to introduce himself to you in a human case. Many don't want to accept that truth. Many want to see something in order to feel God's presence while they wander around, when they see a butterfly flying or leaves or trees moving. But God will uncover himself in a human case, a spiritual man or woman where the spirit dwells. Then, when I'm craving for the governance of the spirit in my life, that is how God will respond. Be attentive, be sensitive, because that is how God will present himself. And what is the purpose of these spiritual authorities? What is the purpose of this spiritual authority in my life? Clearly, they come to cover a naked church because the church of the Lord today is naked. And our call as leaders, our call as spiritual leaders is to cover the church. And why is the church naked? Because it is a religious church. It is a church guided by tradition, by customs. She only wants to satisfy her emotions, her feelings. It is a disbeliever church, trapped by fear, expecting her anxiety to be healed, longing for short-term solutions in the soul expecting a quick result. And these are all symptoms of a church without spiritual covering. This is the church we need to provide covering for. We are certain about it. And we thank our Father God for allowing us to understand what we have come to heal. We came to provide a covering for a naked church, And if you understand what we are talking about here, you're going to feel the need from God himself to say, yes, I want to be that leader. 
I want to be that spiritual leader who's going to cover that naked church so that we can start seeing a church that has been dressed. Not doing things out of habit, by tradition, out of fear. No, it is a loving church. But not a church that draws human love and sorrow for others, as many have understood love. No, it is a church that loves to do God's will. It is a church that obeys because she knows that true love comes from obeying the Father, no matter what it costs. It is a spiritual church, no longer ruled by her soul, but by the Spirit. Now we can see more clear the two types of leadership laying ahead. Do we want that kind of leadership where we feel like pushing a wall, a leadership that forces us to do our best so we can achieve our goals based on human capacity? Or rather, will we yearn for that spiritual leadership that operates by divine grace? There's a big difference between these two types of leadership. Do we want to be those leaders who fight with personal will and determination to see what can I get? Or do we want to recover the governance that God determined for our lives so we can be the leaders in the spirit that God can use as instruments of his grace? And what do we have to understand here right now? God only intervenes where there is one who believes him. Many people say, why do these things happen? Where is God? Well, God only intervenes where there is faith. Yet those who believe will see God manifesting himself when they allow his grace to work. We need to trust in God's grace. Many fail to see God manifested in their lives because although they believe, they do not allow divine grace to operate. And in spiritual leadership, everything, absolutely everything works by grace. That capacity that comes from God himself for me to be able to do the things that, as a man, I am not able to. We increasingly understand that man is not able to exercise leadership on his own. Man has to receive a training that comes directly from God, and that is grace. Because man, as a human being, is unreliable. It only takes to turn our eyes and watch the news to understand we cannot trust in man. When we do business, when closing a deal, when asking something to someone, there's always a fear inside telling us, will they fulfill their word? Man is unreliable. But the time comes when we will be able to trust in spiritual leaders. We will be able to trust in the true children of God who seem to be raised at this time 
because in them dwells the Spirit, and they are used by God to be bearers of His grace. It is the time of spiritual leaders. It is the time that God is already unfolding us. And that is why we begin to announce this message. Because of the many who listen to us, there are going to be children of God who will say, it is true, I believe and I accept what is being announced. And the children of God are the ones who are called to lead the spirit world. So we need those leaders who are a true influence, leaders who are a total example, a hundred percent right, and a hundred percent to imitate. We saw in the first session the leader with the excellent spirit, and that's the time of the leaders who start now. Again, let's keep in mind the foundation of spiritual leadership. Number one, we're going to light our spirit. Number two, let's get all that trash out of our minds and consciences. And number three that we address today, we're willing to receive our coverage. There is a naked church that needs to be clothed. The logical question for many is going to be, well, if this makes sense to me, if it makes sense to me what I'm hearing, where do I have to start? What would be the first step I have to take? Well, I invite you to our next leadership school. We will begin to understand what is the first thing to do. What do I need to do to become the leader that God determined? Remember that this is not what I want to be. It is what God said about me and who I am to Him. Then let us begin to uncover our identity to understand why we came into this world and for what purpose. As you believe this message, God begins to work. God begins to manifest Himself in your lives. And be attentive. Attentive to receive because as the Spirit begins to awaken, I begin to understand how God is uncovering to me, no longer yearning for what I want, but rather yearning for what God has for me.